Welcome to 5-Minute Real Estate Investing. Each day, we'll share one specific tip for active real estate investors or passive LPs in 5 minutes or less. Here's your host, Sean O'Dowd, Managing Director of Scholastic Capital. Good morning. It's February 23rd, 2024, and we are talking about tricky things that listing brokers pull when we'll talk about one specific example and, and what that means for you. So let's dive in with that. So the listing broker, it doesn't matter if you're buying a single family house for $100,000 or a multifamily building for $100 billion, there is somebody who is going to be representing that property in its sale. And it is quite literally their job to try to make that property look as good as they possibly can. Now, there's obviously rules and laws around this. They can't say the property is rented for a million dollars a year when it's rented for a hundred dollars a year. They obviously, they can't materially distort the facts, but they can absolutely do whatever they can from a, we'll call it gentle misrepresentation to try to make the property look and sound better than it actually is because they want that property to sell. They want it to sell for the highest price possible. So they get the best commission. So your job as the buyer or your job as the investor into a GP who is buying real estate is to start looking at every positive spin a broker puts on a property and try to figure out what the opposite scenario is. Try to invert it as Charlie Munger would do and figure out what it actually means and if that's actually a good thing. I'll give you an example. The most common One of the most common tactics that brokers do is they say, this property is under market rents. It is rented below market value, and you as the new landlord can buy the property, increase the rents up to market value, and you will have not only increased your cash flow, but you also would have increased the value of the property based off of the cap rate the property is trading at. Let's actually think about that, though, and think about what that truly means in practice. Let's say, okay, you buy the property rents are below market and a lease expires. The lease was, let's say, $1,000 and you increased it to $2,000 or $1,500, whatever it might be to capture that market rent. What's going to happen with that tenant though? The tenant who is in that property, and maybe it's somebody who's been there for a long time, is not going to be very happy with you. You hear stories about tenants trashing properties when they leave out of anger at the landlord. This is the exact scenario they trash properties in. There's, a, there's an old story and it happens constantly about tenants who pour cement dust down toilets before they leave. So the uh, plumbing lines harden with cement and they have to be completely ripped out because they're angry at the landlord. It's because landlords try to jack up the rent. So that's one, that's the downside scenario. I mean, the best case scenario is the tenant leaves. They're angry, but they leave. And Now you have vacancy where the property is sitting there vacant while you need to go find a new tenant to bring in income for the property. The other component to this is in most scenarios when the property is vacant, you actually are going to have to incur a pretty sizable amount of turn and upgrade costs. The property was probably under market rent for a reason. It's probably not in great shape or the previous tenant had been in there for so long that the rent was never increased, but that means the unit is dated. So now you have to incur some real hard cost to get that unit better. In either scenario, whether it's the cement down the toilet or vacancy and significant turn cost, it's not all sunshine and rainbows like the listing broker made the property look. The under market rents is not this easy, easy switch you can flip to try to increase your value. So 
the message here. When you see something from a listing broker, take all of it with a grain of salt and actually play it out and see what that means for you, what the implication is going to be for that property, and see if that's still something that you want to sign up for to actually be purchasing at the end of the day. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. In the interim, if there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. My area of expertise slash where I'm most able to help concentrates on residential real estate and strategy. I'm the managing director of Scholastic Capital, a real estate fund that buys single family homes in highly elite school districts and then rents those homes to tenants on three plus year leases. I began my career at Boston Consulting Group, also known as BCG, and graduated with honors from the Wharton School. If there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. And if not, I'll see you tomorrow.